everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you caught the episode last week as this is a part two to the episode last week about my health update and what has been transpiring for me over the last six weeks as I had done a protocol that actually injured me and (laughs) set my health backwards in some ways, um, in many ways. And now I am in recovery and it's very slow. And what I wanted to speak about on the back of last week's podcast, I have I have two things I, I want to speak about that have been powerful considerations for me. And the first one is really, how can we get injured when we are doing a healing protocol and when we put our faith into a protocol or into healers? And the other topic that was really coming through is about how we can support people who are sick because it is so overwhelming and people are sick to such different degrees. Um, People can have chronic illness that affects how they function, um, that their systems don't function optimally and it, you know, and it affects their daily life in, in more mild ways. And that's what I was always used to and then there are some full-blown full-blown chronic illnesses where people can no longer function and their life is no longer about living life it's actually about managing symptoms and the whole spectrum in between and beyond that and it can be really overwhelming for people who have the condition and people who are on the outside looking in and wanting to to be helpful and to be supportive. So these are the kinds of topics that I want to speak to on the back of last week's podcast. Because of my current condition, I the last one in this podcast episode, I am recording in my bed and I have a snoring dog beside me. So if you hear some strange wheezing as I'm speaking, that's not part of my condition. So I definitely have spent a lot of time over the past, you know, weeks thinking, how did I, how did I get this so wrong, you know? And the truth is, is that it's, it actually, it, it's common. Um, it's incredibly common that we can get injured when we are putting our faith into a healer, whether that healer is an alternative mind-body medicine practitioner whether it's a naturopath, a chiropractor, a GP, a surgeon, things can go wrong. Um, We can get injured in all areas of our life. So that is, of course, a fact that needs to be accepted. But there is this other condition that is happening where... There are so many modalities, there's so many illnesses, and there's so many modalities that we might use to try to heal. And the healing process that we engage in is on all levels of our being. We might try to feel better emotionally, we might try to get better physically. And there are so many domains in each of them, so many areas of our physical body. We might just want to get fit and healthy. Uh, And this is really where functional spirituality has been born out of, is that 
I've tried so many diets in my life. I've, I've tried, I have been a vegetarian and a vegan and all kinds of different, um, just on the diet front, have tried so many things that have actually probably set me up for less health, less benefits than than an improvement in my health and in my conditions. And that's just on the front of diets. And there's so many things that we do that don't provide us any benefit that we do because we were referred or because the marketing was excellent. And the marketing is everything. The marketing is the charisma of the practitioner. It's the packaging. It's the people who endorse it. And we are so susceptible and I'm not that susceptible. I'm not the most, my temperament is not the most susceptible to marketing. So the way that I see how people are susceptible to marketing and to image and that right away, as soon as they see something and they get that feeling that there's a sense of authority here and that someone has been able to create an image of value, it completely affects the psychology and makes us very susceptible to following and to believing. And this is huge. We are a culture of following and believing, both mainstream and subversive trends and images depending on our palette and depending on what we you know our constitution and what we like and what our current beliefs are we are so susceptible and for a very long time I was really triggered by this especially um, when I first started to realize how deceptive our healing industries are and also how deceptive diluted and injurious our spiritual um, industries are. When I started to see that, I started to get really, really triggered at how much people follow blindly ideas and images of value. And I was really frustrated. And it's taken me a long time to mellow out that trigger and frustration and to accept that this is the reality that we live in and to still have my really, you know, strong drive and passion for functionality uh, without getting triggered, frustrated, you know, really angry, really upset, feeling defeated that we live in a world that is so easily misled and that's just you know my biggest passion my heart's desire is for people to stop being misled and for there to be more critical thinking because for so long so many of the spiritual practices I did so many of the the meditation the yoga the tantra the philosophies the books I read the teachers I followed the diets I tried the healers I tried, the, you know, all the different modalities, the Ayurveda and the Chinese medicine and all of these, there's, there's just so much out there. And there's so much extra fluff around little relevant pieces that, I mean, these relevant pieces become dysfunctional because of the context that they're shrouded in, the lack of critical thinking, the over rigidifying and 
marketing and commercialization of all of these things. And like I said, me, me finding out, you know, four or five years ago about how misled I've been and how much I've subscribed to these things and how much I've been misleading. And, you know, some of my teachings coming from direct experience and being or even ancient traditions and being so powerful and so hitting the nail on the head and then having all of this other stuff I had to just cut away. Having that experience was was very powerful for me. But a lot of those things, like I said in the last episode, they weren't so acutely injurious. Like they they were they were more mild. They either just wasted my time and like a lot of time and money and effort where I could have been doing work that actually supported me, and that's pretty bad. You know, very, very undesirable to spend so much time and money trying something. And, you know, especially when, you, when you're younger and you've got all that enthusiasm and all that motivation. And if you had put it into something that was going to work, you would be, you know, miles ahead. So that's, that's pretty bad. But then some things, you know, were subtly um, affecting me physically, emotionally, mentally in the wrong direction. And you know, that's what I stand against in functional spirituality. But like I said, so all this is very common, but then something else that's not as common, but still common is malpractice. And actually my brother, my older brother had a back injury a few years ago that was misdiagnosed and mistreated. And it was misdiagnosed and mistreated as a slip disc when actually it was a fracture. And that went on for long enough that now he's completely disabled in his back. He's He can't walk and move and it's developed into many other physical, you know, into other illnesses, digestive and so on. And And this happens. We can actually, malpractice is a thing. So we can get seriously injured. And this was the first time I've ever had an experience of something like this. Because my experience has gone from having a chronic illness, a digestive issue, and a um, endocrine issue, where the symptoms and the effects of this disease or illness was affecting the way I functioned. But my life wasn't about that, and now my life it 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 has become a much more serious illness where every day I. My life is about managing the more horrific aspects of the symptoms, so like the really extreme fatigue, nausea, headaches. So my I no longer live a normal life, and that's a very different condition. And this is this is a people have this. People have these chronic conditions that completely uh, overrun their life. Fibromyalgia and Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis, where Every part of your day is spent thinking about how am I going to manage the symptoms the best that I can? And this, you know, your life is about these really debilitating symptoms and same with chronic pain and many, many other things. I mean, I'm just probably even talking about the mild ones here. Of course, there's severe illness, different forms of cancer and um, all the other ones. So yeah, I've spent weeks thinking like, how did I get myself into this? smart person, really aware, really in intuitive. And here I've gone and um, seen a, a healer 
or she was a functional medicine practitioner that completely mistreated me. How did I put my faith into someone? How did I get so sidetracked? And it's hard. The I mean, the the external reason is that because healers aren't trained properly, because healers, you know, the healing industry that we have is um, very underdeveloped. There's no apprenticeship program. People do two-year courses, you know, a weekend course, a two-year degree, a, th- a three-year degree, and then they're sent out into the world where a, a real healer apprentices themselves their entire lives to a healer and receive non-book knowledge, real-life experience that you can't learn about and be tested about and get a certificate for. And those healers don't exist anymore. There's no lineage of healers. There's just this industry of healers. So that's the that's the main reason that that it's so possible to not get good effects or sustainable results, but also to potentially be harmed, is that we don't have specialists. We need specialists. I'm now seeing a specialist, and maybe that's the one, because <laughs> I don't have too much real answers in this podcast it's just for you to really feel into and get you more informed but if there's anything I could give you that's been a real lesson for me is that I am now seeing a a specialist in the condition I have I'm seeing a SIBO specialist and it's crazy I've seen GPs and naturopaths for a very long time before I was even diagnosed I I self-diagnosed with getting a SIBO breath test and getting my GP to sign off on it who's a great GP and um, but she told me straight up, I'm not a SIBO specialist. If you want the antibiotics, I'll give them to you. But you know, you can have a go, and I'll support you through it. But I don't really know what to do about this. So now I know that, and I mean, I know in spirituality, like that's my specialty. It's taken me. I've distilled so much. I've experienced so much in functional spirituality that it is my specialty now. And I, there's no way I'd be willing to hold retreats or teach functional spirituality and functional flow without me thinking that I am a specialist in it. And if that's something I could give you to take away is find someone who's a specialist in the field and experienced where previously and with this functional medicine practitioner that I last saw, it was just recommendations. And I ended up doing a Google search to find the specialist And again, not all the specialists are created equal, but I found one that I feel really comfortable with and confident and she knows what she's talking about. And she definitely knows how hard it is to treat what I have. And especially now the condition that I'm in being so fragile and depleted, she's really aware of that. So yeah, I'm, I'm luckily moving forward with her. And yeah, as I look back on when I started the protocol with this particular practitioner, I mean, when I started, I was very excited. I had been referred this practitioner um, almost six months prior, so I'd kind of been sitting on it. Someone with a different condition, but still gut-related, had had a really good result, and had kept referring this person to me, so I thought, okay, I'll give it a go. And I had a consult and I felt really excited. There was some knowledge that this person shared that really resonated. You know, it was a um, recommendation and this person was very, very confident 
and you know saying we i 100% know everything that is wrong with you um and this is not you know coloring the language at all but was very very confident saying i 100% know and we will 100% get your body back and heal you so that's very exciting and I looked into the protocol, so I mean, I will definitely share about this because it was so injurious and I, I would not recommend the protocol I did at all. The protocol was through an American company called Equilife, E-Q-U-I dot L-I-F-E, and I'm, I'm sure there are some excellent products in the company, but I would be very weary about taking a protocol that is um, being mass-produced and it's it was a cookie cutter approach and everything that they said was you know very functional and they were talking about how you have to go really slow and it's going to take 3 months to do it and how you know perfectly magical everything was and i i kind of fell for it and that's actually my personality is that i really i really get sucked into things <laughs> and that's why um you know that's why i got that's why i tried so many things at the beginning things that were really shiny and resonated and promised oh my god the promises right about how you can heal your energy and how you can clear these emotions and how you'll feel these new states i was very gullible to those things of the beginning and i i guess it's just a part of who i am so i looked at um all the reviews of this pro product and i did all this kind of independent research and I guess I was just a little bit too excited and I didn't realize that the reviews that they have on the website, they just leave all the negative ones out. <laughs> because later on, as I, um, you know, started to do research when things went really bad and I found their Facebook group, it was like the reviews definitely didn't match up with the people's experiences. There's a lot of people saying, I feel really sick. It's not really working. Um, it, you know, where on the website, every review was saying it works perfectly. And like the two negative reviews were people saying like that they didn't follow it properly and it sucked. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, if that's the way it is, then, um, well, if I follow it, then it should work. And, um, so yeah, apparently don't believe reviews on, on a website. <laughs> and I tried other, you know, reviews and Reddit and, you know, just the internet and people's blogs. And there was a couple of promising things. So that was a bit of my experience about how I got started and, and decided to engage in the protocol. Um, but there was some signs for me that my healer was not equipped, that that she was not a healer. So, I mean, like I, I mentioned, this is a whole part of functional spirituality, I think in the last episode, about the healing process and what is required. Like, yes, we can throw pills at thing and sometimes pills will totally cure something. And by pills, I don't just mean pharmaceuticals. I mean alternative modalities as well. You may do a yoga class and do something that totally slips your disc back into your spine and it cures you. Those things can happen. So, you may be able to throw a pill or a modality at your issue and it may heal. But for a more sustainable approach, there are conditions that are particular to healing. And that is the yin space. They're the connection to the regenerative space is the conditions for healing so if we're if we're looking at chronic issues 
or we're looking at how to be a healer, or if we're looking how to be helpful or to participate in facilitating healing spaces, and it doesn't even mean when people are sick, it means in the community, it's about a yin space. And this was, I did have alarm bells going off continuously about the healer I was seeing that there was no capacity for the yin space. So the yin space means that there is a sense of spaciousness around and a curiosity around the uniqueness of any condition. So in any moment, being curious about the uniqueness of any moment, any person, and definitely any complex physical issue is very important and that was completely lacking the intuitive capacity as well and if your healer is rattling off knowledge more and explaining and teaching to you more than they are interested in the very unique presentation of your condition and symptoms and the complexity of it and um, there was this other component of that healer was continuously kind of jumping to conclusions about, yeah, my health and my emotions and things like that, that I, I mean, you as a healer, you're always running with a working hypothesis, but to try to tell someone about how they feel or what is happening to them without enough curiosity and space around it is that was one of the alarm bells that I did pick up that, oh, wow, I don't know if you heard that, honey's now snoring. Um, there were those alarm bells where I was like, okay, well, and that's the, that's the other thing is that I'm so picky. I'm so aware of this healing space. I know not everyone is going to be at that level. Stop it, Ava. Stop being so, you know, picky and judgmental and just you got you got to put your faith in this process you've agreed to the process the protocol is got all of these facts that say they work just go for it this person is a specialist you know that was my kind of assumption and the way that they had presented themselves that you know we absolutely will heal this i know exactly what's wrong i've healed people with this before this you know we can definitely do this so just go along with it <laughs> and that's what i did and the the reason I'm so bad right now is that after some of the after the protocol went sour and this healer kept saying you've got to keep going you know s ease off the pills and stuff I couldn't even swallow them I was just throwing everything up but they're like okay ease off and then come back in and I kept doing that and I just you know for weeks I just stayed under the care of this practitioner in faith and I mean that's what my brother did that's what I mean you don't do that if you're under you know if you're under the knife under anesthesia and a surgeon is doing something wrong to you you, you kind of wake up and the damage is done but for a lot of people we stay under the we are not following our intuition when the alarm bells go off and it's hard, right? I mean I, I have that podcast about that difference between you know your intuition and your conditions and for me I mean I no regrets for me and me thinking oh I've, I've really fucked myself up or anything like that like I have no judgment for myself but it's it's just I'm in awe that something like this can happen so easily 
And it just comes back to the the odds when so many healers have never been an apprentice. And there's this industry of, it's an industry. How am I going to make a living? And for, I mean, that's definitely what, for so many years, that's all I thought about. How am I going to make a living? What what job will I do? I spent all of my teens thinking that and some of my 20s thinking that until I actually became a yoga teacher and then became nothing about making a living. Definitely for the first um, many years of being a yoga teacher, I made living a living in another way. And my teaching yoga was more about my experience and, and practice and stuff. But for most so much of my life, I always was this idea and this, I was preoccupied with the thought, how am I going to make a living? And for some people, being a healer is about validation. I mean, there's so many reasons that we get into different professions. But our our healers are not trained enough. And we can change that. We are, we need to, and we are bringing in a new paradigm of healing, which is not this medical model. It's not just about what knowledge, and it's not just about, can I get a bullseye? Can I throw the right um, pill at this? Can I throw the right modality at this? It's about creating a whole paradigm of a healing space, creating a regenerative space, and it's the opposite paradigm to the entire reality we've been living in, which is our yang survival paradigm so i'll leave it here this is just me sharing a bit more about my experience um for you to kind of just get that transmission and get informed about this huge slip that i've had and i look forward to chatting more about how to create more healing spaces and and to support others who are sick in an, an upcoming episode and as I give these episodes, there's also, you know, corresponding posts about these, about what's happening with me and my health on our social media as well. So feel free to follow us there. And if you have any questions, please reach out. Always happy to hear from you. Thank you for all of the beautiful well wishes. And I look forward to chatting with you soon. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Functional Spirituality Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you subscribe by pressing the plus button on iTunes or the following button on Spotify. This is going to ensure that this resource is available and top of mind when you most need it. So please subscribe now.